0: Welcome to the Rise and Thrive podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. How's everybody doing today? I am excited about this next series that we're going to talk about over the next month or so. I want to talk about major life events. Um, One of those is birth. One of those is death. And one of those is marriage. So it's going to be really fun. I had this idea because I was at soccer practice and this cute lady who was super pregnant was walking across the parking lot. And I just got talking to her and asked her when her babies do. And she just looked so cute. And I remember those days of being pregnant and anticipating a baby. And so I started sharing with her because sometimes you're just scared. You're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have this baby. And How am I going to balance all these kids? And just, there's so much that you're thinking about before a baby comes. And so I just started sharing with her some of my birthing experiences and she'd only had one other child. And so she'd only had one experience. And I found that every experience is so different. And even though you're the same person, every baby's different, your body's sometimes different at those times. Sometimes you're on different medications and things like that, that change things up. And so anyway, it was neat to share my experiences with her. And she actually thanked me afterwards. She's like, thank you for telling me those things. And I think sometimes we don't share our experiences and our knowledge enough. And people out there are wondering, how am I going to get through this? And so I'm excited to share about babies and laboring and looking forward to having your baby because, um, today actually is labor day, no pun intended. America. It's the American Labor Day 2022. And so today the topic is about bearing children, pregnancy, labor delivery. And I'm just going to say first off that I am no doctor. I'm not a doula. I'm not a medical professional. I am sharing my own experiences and everybody's different. And you may have some medical conditions that make it so that you can't do some of the things that I am Suggesting, or maybe you don't have the desire to do things in the way that I've talked about. I'm just sharing my experience and what worked for me and my excitement and passion about babies and birth. I honestly love babies. I love the newborn stage. I wish that I could always have a little baby wrapped up, swaddled up, and um, laying on my chest (laughs) because I just, I love that stage. I just love that. It's so. Um, mothering and nurturing for me. And I just, I just love it. So the cuddling, the helplessness, the sweet, the innocent, the miraculous, the beautiful, the bonding, there's just some wonderful things about having a baby and going through that birthing process, but then also having that baby in your life afterwards. And there are some really hard things too. So I think maybe we'll do a whole episode just on postpartum too, because there's some hard things. but I want to talk a little bit right now about my experience. So I've had five experiences. I have five boys. So when this lady asked we started ch- chatting, she told me she was due around Thanksgiving. And one of my sons, my old my second oldest son, Joshua, he was born March 18th. And so March 17th in America is St. Patrick's Day, right? And so my brother, my younger brother happened to be coming from Taiwan. He had been living in Taiwan for a few years and he had not had a Thanksgiving dinner and it wasn't November or anything, but I knew that that would make his experience. Awesome. Coming to America. If I made him a Thanksgiving meal. So on the 17th of March, I planned to make this huge Thanksgiving meal as this ultra pregnant woman and be on my feet. I'm sure it put me into labor. I did the full turkey. I did the gravy. I did the potato, mashed potatoes. I did the sides and I made homemade pies. Right. And I remember that day just feeling a little bit off, like, but I was like, well, I'm working hard. I'm tired. You know, it's okay. And so early on, I started to kind of feel some labor coming on, just feeling a little off. And Um, So as we sat down to eat and stuff like that, I started to feel a little bit more labor and I was like, okay, something is going on. And just as we ate and moved through the meal, the progression of the different dishes and things, I started to feel more and more labor pains. And I mentioned to my husband, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling some labor. And my husband is super, he's all about um, safety and protecting our family. And so he's such a good provider and protector. And he was just like, okay, let's go to the hospital. Like, let's go. And so I had held off saying anything. because i was like, I want to sit here. I want to enjoy this meal with my brother. I haven't seen him. I've made this huge meal. So I was trying to enjoy this meal. And as I mentioned it to him, it was towards the end of the meal. And he's like, okay, let's go to the hospital. I said, no, I'm going to eat my pumpkin pie and whipped cream. (laughs) And he's like, okay, don't mess with the pregnant lady who's about to have a baby. Like, I'm just going to let her eat her pie. But I knew he was irritated with me, like worried, like, hey, you know, we need to get you in there. And so anyway, just a funny story going into labor as I'm preparing that meal and saying, I'm going to eat my pie. So for me, I, I've never had a lot of medical issues. I had never gone to the hospital except for like getting stitches in my leg one time after falling off of a bike. And so growing up my, we didn't go to the doctor like at all. That was before regular checkups and things like that. And so I had probably been to the doctor like three times in my life for maybe an air infection and whatever. Right. And so I just wasn't into that medical part of the world and So if it was up to me, I probably would have tried to do like a home birth kind of option, but because my husband really wanted to make sure I was okay. And you hear about those extreme cases where the baby's breach or emergency C-section or things like that. Um, I went along with, okay, we'll, we'll take the hospital route and try to do as much my own way as possible within that. So I, there's some things that I've learned as I've, gone through this and I want to share those because I feel like when you're about to go into this experience of growing this baby and birth and then raising this baby, you have a lot of questions and you don't really know where to start sometimes. So the first thing that I would say in my experience is to give yourself one of my best tips is give yourself a birth plan. So um, the birth plan, there's kind of two that I'm talking about everyone's heard of the birth plan that you give to your doctor that talks about, Hey, I want to either, you know, an epidural or I want to do this natural. I want the, what, how do I want things to go after the baby's born? Maybe to have um, shots and measurements and weights delayed so that you can have that time with your baby. Uh, Maybe you plan to labor, you know, in your room with music or uh, maybe you like hot water or things like that, or maybe you like to be up and moving around or on a birthing ball. So those kinds of things are things that you write down. And if you don't know, you just say, Hey, I'd like to have these options because if it's your worst time, you don't know, um, but you try different things. Right. So that's the biggest one is a birth plan like that, that you communicate with your staff, like your medical staff, the second part. And of course your doctor needs it. That's going to deliver you, but then you take it in as you go. Right. The second part is your own personal vision of how you want that birth to go. So um, I would, and I, I wouldn't spend tons of time on the actual birthing part if I don't know what to expect but I would spend a lot of time visualizing that connection and bonding with my baby after. So I did this with my first son, Jacob. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, but I would sit and listen to some music and visualize how it would be when he got there and that joy and that bonding and that connection, because I didn't really know how it would feel to have labor pains and things like that my first time, but that um, visualization of how I wanted things to end up and how that would feel to be as a family together after he was born, I would do that almost daily and be like so excited for it and looking forward to it and bring all these emotions into it. And the more that you can bring in, just because we know that visualizing is so powerful for the body and the mind. Um, But just that things are going smoothly. You can even have certain sights and smells and touches and things like that. What would the skin feel like of that baby on you or, um, I love to have my babies delivered onto my chest and just feel their skin to skin contact. Oh, so yummy. Okay. So first a written birth plan. Second uh, visualization of how you want that end result to be after they're born and, and like, yay, we're safe. Everything feels good. We've been so blessed. This is such a miracle. Just bringing in all those really good feelings. So, I did take a class for my first experience and I'm really glad I did. I think it may have even been required for your first child in in Utah, but, um, because that's where I had my first baby, but as I took this class, it was really good to know the stages like, okay, you'll have a little bit of labor and then it gets more intense. And once you're to a seven, you know, you're in this zone of, okay, you're getting closer that transition zone of getting ready for that baby to be born. So it was good to know those, but I I honestly like from the class to the experience, I was like, am I going to be laboring forever because it was a long time I felt like on that first time and the minute I felt any kind of discomfort, I woke up my husband and I was like, I think I'm in labor and so we went right into the hospital and it was the middle of the night and so um, if I had done it again and known what I know after five births, I would have rested more at home. I would have taken my time and known that those initial labor pains are just initial labor play, pains. And it's kind of nice to labor at home with those. Um, but I didn't know, and that's okay. And I did do a lot of walking around. I remember that. I think I was going to walk that baby into this world. Cause I was just like, what do I do with myself? I've got to do something. So, I would walk and then I would breathe. We did a little Lamaze class, and I brought suckers just because I love to eat. I don't know about you guys, but I love food. So on that one where I was like, I need my pumpkin pie. Like I want calories before I go and have a baby. And I know they say light eating and whatever, just in case that you have to be like emergency C-sectioned and they're doing surgery and they don't want you to throw up the food or aspirate or whatever they call it. Um, and so but I never had any of those experiences. So for me, I was like, give me the calories. So I would eat before I went into the hospital, but once you get there, they don't really want you to eat. And so I water, um, suckers, stuff like that. I like to have some of those things, um, ice chips, um, but anyway, so my husband, he was a great support person in these birthing experiences. Our five times he did awesome. But one of the things that we did is I would have my sucker in my mouth. And when I would get close to like the labor pains were coming and they're getting more intense, I would pass my sucker off to him and he would, we would make eye contact and kind of hold each other on the shoulders. And we'd kind of sway together and do our breathing. The he's right. The wheeze. Okay, for the Lamaze breathing, and then after he, he would do that with me, and I would get towards the end of the contraction, um, he would hand me my sucker back, and so it was nice for me because I was like, okay, I get his support, and then I get my sucker back. When I'm done, it's kind of this little reward. I've got his attention during it, and then I get my sucker back, and kind of back to back to where I was, you know what I mean? And then I could rest. And, and so anyway, I did like having a birthing ball during that time. I did like being up and walking, but I think I wore myself out a little bit. I felt really tired. I did a lot of walking. I wish I would have laid and rested more and listened to music and things like that. Um, but you just learn as you go. And that first one, I was just grateful to get through it. I think I had about like 14 or 15 hours of, of labor. Um, but You know, that through the whole thing, it's not the same intensity, those first little bits of labor. Yeah. You know, they get more and more intense, but you know, it's more intense as you're getting close to the pushing. And so it's nice to know that, Hey, I could stay home. I could relax more. I could be in a hot bath and hanging out with my family. And I'll talk more about that later. My best experience that I had was my last one. And Cause I knew then by, by then what I wanted and how I liked it to go and what my body, I knew how to read my body. And when, you know, when I was in transition or when I was close to being able to deliver and things like that. So anyway, um, I do want to say too, that we've been told our whole lives and we've watched movies that, oh, birth is so hard. And this is a hard thing. And it's so painful. And if you build something up your whole life as this is hard, this is painful it's not necessarily going to help your experience go better because mentally you want to be on a good page with, um, this experience and you want to welcome it in. And I think my first experience, I was trying to manage it and almost, um, in conflict with it, like, Oh, it's going to hurt. And as I went on, I learned to embrace it more and to surrender to that labor. Like it's an amazing energy that passes through your body. And it's so, Uh, beautiful. It's such a feminine, wonderful, powerful energy. And I think sometimes we, we look at it as just pain, but pain tells us something. Pain teaches us something. Pain is a teacher and it's not horrible pain. It's just, you know, achy and the body is like, moving and doing something and and so it's doing so much all in a few hours and so it has to be a little bit painful for that to get ready but anyway i just wanted to say that that as you're moving into it don't think of it this is going to be so hard think of the beautiful parts this is going to be beautiful this is going to be wonderful i'm excited to experience this this is an adventure um So yes, and visualize daily that that baby is here safe and that wonderful bonding. And I want to mention, because I don't want to throw out there that every birth goes amazing and awesome. Sometimes people have traumatic experiences or emergencies or things like that. But as long as you're staying more calm and you're building up to this exciting, um, beautiful thing, I think that will help you have a better experience for sure. Um, And then the other part of that is I know some people lose their baby and, you know, have miscarriages or things like that. And my heart goes out to you. I know that would be very, very hard. And so I just wanted to mention that. I know it doesn't always go picture perfect, Um, but uh, I did get to have some good experiences. I didn't always get exactly the way I wanted things to go. And I'll explain some of that a little bit more as we go on. But my other best tip, okay, besides having a plan and visualizing daily is hot water. And that's what I told this mom. I'm like, hot water is the best. And I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but I've talked to other people that love hot water and birthing in water. The water helps to like cut your pain down in like half. At least that's how I felt the hospital that we have here. I think they have some blow up type tubs, but they don't have like a whole setup for women to come in and birth in the water and things like that. But or give birth in the water. But I learned as I went on that I loved to have my labor in hot water. So towards the end, my last, my very last experience, I was in that water, hot water in my bathtub at home for as long as possible, because it felt great not only did the hot water feel good, but like I was surrounded by my children. They're playing on the floor in the bathroom. They're interacting with me, bringing me a book. I'm reading to them. And I loved that time. It was like such a sacred special time. So anyone that is nervous or worried, I would suggest staying home as long as you feel comfortable. I know that some people, you know, like really interesting cases where they're like, they feel a little bit of labor and they're ready to push out. That's not me. I have a little more time. I have, you know, at least on my last one, I think I labored for like five or six hours or something like that. So three, four, five, I can't remember the exact amount, but my first one was a lot longer. Right. So you do need to kind of know yourself and, and what you feel comfortable with, But for me, my best experience was being at home in that intimate setting, being surrounded by my children. My husband would come in and check on me. Um, He'd bring me a drink, you know, all that kind of stuff, Um, a little snack, whatever I needed. And just uh, also intimacy helps like that closeness of the family or even with your partner. Like I, there were times when Andy you know, he would like spoon me and just hold me close. Sometimes that physical touch, even like nipple stimulation and things like that are really, um, very good for getting that labor to progress quicker. And so there, you know, there's times that you take advantage of that. Um, in, but all you have to remember that your sexuality and your birthing kind of goes together like that's how this baby was created and and it actually helps promote that baby coming too um you know they say that when you get a massage you're not supposed to uh like a lot of times they won't do massage on a pregnant woman because they don't want to put her into labor. So there's certain spots on the feet and stuff like that, that help you kind of go into labor. So my, as soon as my husband learned that, if we were two weeks out from having our baby, he would like start rubbing my feet and be like, come on, baby, let's do this. And so that relaxation helped the surrendering helps that intimacy helps just all of those kind of more natural flowing, um, good feeling kinds of things really help. So I, every experience was different. I feel like this might be a long episode. So stick with me. Cause I, I feel like I'm sharing some good things. And if you're a first time mom about to give birth, this'll help you at least have some idea of the experience or how things go or things like that. But with my, with my Jacob, he was my first one. It felt longer. And Towards the end, I felt like it was going to take forever. And sometimes when you feel like something's never going to end, it's hard to put the energy into it or have that positive attitude. So it just feels like it's a long time. But if I was talking to a mom that was going to go in and have this labor experience, I would say to her, remember, the labor doesn't last forever. That baby is going to be delivered and come out, and be in your hands, and then you get to love on them, and hold them, and all of that. I remember being in labor, and being like, this is gonna go forever, and then I just felt, I didn't feel that reward until Jacob was born, and I was like, wow, like this baby is here, and he's wonderful, and he's mine, and it's just so awesome, so wonderful, and it's so worth it, But when you're in the middle of labor, it's kind of like, oh, it's never going to end. And how am I going to do this? Remember that baby. Remember that baby and talk to that baby. I would talk to my babies before they were born. Like, I love you. I'm excited to see you stay in there and, you know, develop as long as you need to make sure you're all, you know, done in the oven or whatever. But like, I'm so excited to see you when it's the right time. And, you know, just talking to them, it's going to go great. We're going to work together and all of that, right? All that bonding, even before they come. So um, by my third baby, I feel like I started to kind of figure it out because with Jacob on that first one, I think there was something emotional. Like I was worried and scared, but he actually, there was a little um, lip on my cervix that wouldn't allow that last little bit of dilation and they kept feeling it and being like, you have like one, one centimeter, you know? And I was just like, when's it going to go away? And finally this nurse was like, I think you just have a little bit of that cervix that's like remaining there. And she just took it and like pushed the cervix up over the baby's head. And he was ready to come. And I was so grateful at that point. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be forever. And so on my next one, I was like, I think I have this lip. So when we get to this point, can you check and, and push this over if we need to? And it really wasn't an issue after that it was only on my first one, but By my third baby, I had started to figure out what I liked and how to do it and what worked for me. And I like to just stay home as long as possible. I don't love the IV in my arm. I had that the first time and I felt like, you know, they kept hooking me up and I'd get in my bed and they'd have to check me and all the things. And I just didn't like that. It kind of felt like it interrupted with my flow and my experience and what I wanted to do. It disrupted my thoughts. I'll tell you about my last couple of experiences. So my fourth baby, second to last was Caleb. And I was actually on antidepressant during that time. And I felt like that slowed my labor down. This was slower than my other. My first one was slow, but that's, you know, your first one. But then sometimes it's slower with the first one. But then with the others, I felt like it progressed a lot faster and and went smoother. And so I felt like there was something with this antidepressant and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just this particular son and his personality is very easygoing. So it could have just been that, Hey, he's this easygoing kid, but I felt like it was a little slower with my labor and a little more difficult. It was my, I felt like my, my most struggle um, labor and it felt long and hard besides my first one. Um, but that experience for me was like, I don't want to leave on this note. Like I really like babies. I like the labor experience. That wasn't, you know, my finale. I didn't want that to be my finale. So I was really glad that I had one more birth. And on my last birth with my fifth son, Jordan, I stayed home as long as possible. I was like, you know what? I know how to do this. I know what I like. I am giving myself permission to do this the way I want to. And I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'm taking the reins on this one, staying home as long as I like, and I'm going in to push the baby out. And so I hung out in my tub. I enjoyed my time with my kids. It started to get really intense towards the end. And we were waiting for someone to come watch our kids. And so I was like, okay, I hope, I hope we're good. Like, I hope I don't have the baby at home. Cause it just was an extra 10, 15 minutes that, you know, we were waiting. And so got my clothes on ready to go and, and all my bag and I'm headed out the door. And it was pretty intense with my labor towards the end, but I got in and my husband, he knows me, well, I have a high pain tolerance. And so he knew that I was quite progressed. And so as we got in, I was acting as calm as I could, and I'm pretty good at hiding um, that labor and, and just being like, okay, I'm good. You know, I'm breathing and doing my thing, but he was like, you need to check her. (laughs) You get her down on the dip. You need to check her. She's hiding that she's, she's close. And I did say, I need you to check me. I'm really close. And they're like, well, how many babies have you had? I'm like, this is my fifth. And so, you know, they took me pretty serious, but they got me down and they're like, she's, they called the doctor. They're like, she's ready to push. And so I was fully dilated, ready to go. And, and I was just full of good energy. I was so excited. I was like, "This is awesome! This is what I wanted." I wanted to get to the hospital and have the baby. I don't want to. I didn't want to sit there and labor and have that hard experience that I had with my second to last. And anyway, it was wonderful. It went amazing. And um, every one of my bo- my boys, I have to say, I thought you know, after I had my first two boys, I was like, okay, next one's going to be a girl. Next one's going to be a girl. Next one's going to be a girl. And actually I have to say that I cried at like every one of my ultrasounds after the first two, because I thought, where's my girl? Like I really just growing up, I always thought I would have daughters or at least a daughter. Right. But I, I did not and that's okay. Um, and so anyway, on this last one, I just knew, I knew that I was done. And yet it kind of was like, well, how can I be done? I didn't get my daughter. Like, I felt like God was putting a big stop sign in front of me. And he's like, all right, you're done. And if it had been up to my husband, we would have probably had two, maybe three kids. And so he was a good sport and he went along. I wanted a large family. I wanted like five, six or seven kids. And so we had five and we have five and I'm so grateful for my children. And I know that everybody's here. Like, Although I'm like, wait, where's my daughter? Like when I had that experience that last time, I knew, I knew I was done. I knew everybody was here and our family was complete. So that was really cool. Um, I do have to say that um, when I had my first baby, Jacob, uh, I talked to my grandma on the phone. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) love my grandma. I have really awesome ancestors that have passed on. I've got my parents and my grandparents. and They're just amazing. I look up to them in so many ways, but whew, my grandma, Darlene Barrett, um, she had nine children. All natural, of course, <laughs> because that was before epidurals and all the things. And I... I remember I called her, she called me, and we're on the phone, and she's like, Yay, you had your baby, and was congratulating me. And I said, Grandma, I had no idea how hard it was. (laughs) And I'm like, How did you do this nine times? And she just said, she said, you know what? God helps you forget. She goes, it is hard, huh? And she told me that one of her births was by candlelight because the power went out. <laughs> and uh, she just said, you know what? God helps you forget. And I, I realized that there are times in my life that have been so hard. Like one time, I worked up at a girls' camp for I did it for three different summers. And it's hard. You're up there. You're giving your all to these girls. You're staying up late. You're hiking all day. You're making it fun for them. And on the weekends you go home and you just crash. And it's hard. It is hard emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. And yet I would go back like every three years, I'd go back to this camp. And when I get there, I'd be like, I forgot how hard this was. (laughs) And I guess when you're an optimist, I'm, I'm an optimist. Um, I do do that. I forget how hard certain things are because there's so much beauty that comes out of that heart. And I guess I just hang on to that beauty and God does help you forget. I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that he blesses us and that he brings in this sweetness. And there's just a spirit that comes into your home after you have a baby that is so tender and there's a holiness about it. And you can just feel angels round about you as you give birth. And then as you bring that baby home, it's just such a special, amazing, wonderful time. I feel like birth and death are so close like that. And I am going to do an episode about death very soon. Um, But birth and death are like hand in hand. It is transitioning from a spirit world to a physical world and a physical world to a spirit world and that those transitions, there's so much help from the other side of the veil. And it's just so beautiful. Um, so I wanted to share one more thing, you know, when you choose your baby's name, there's just a lot that goes into that. And one spouse will be like, Oh, you know, for me, I taught school. So if there was a child's name in my class, that was difficult, um, or that, you know, maybe I I knew their personality and I was like, nope, not that name. Like we're not choosing that name. I I knew a child named that and, and they were like this, right? You, there's certain names you can't choose. And even if the wife likes it, the husband doesn't or whatever, um, if one of them doesn't like it, you're just not going to choose that one because they had a bad experience with that person or whatever. Right. So anyway, picking names has been interesting. I always, always, always had my girl name picked out. And it was Abigail and Abigail is my, one of my best friends, um, since like high school, she is an angel on earth. I love her so much. Shout out to Abigail. Uh, And so I always wanted to name my child, Abigail Elizabeth. My name is Elizabeth. I was named after my, my grandma in Switzerland, my dad's mother, and she's a beautiful, wonderful lady. And I loved being named after her. And so I wanted to name my daughter after my best friend and my grandma like me. And I never had that opportunity, which was okay. You know, like you get to let go and let God do his work in your life. Whatever is to come is for your best. And, but it's hard sometimes when you get a no, or, you know, you have a miscarriage or whatever. Sometimes it's like, wait, why is it like this? And it's hard. Um, But as you're picking your names, I, I think Andy and I picked almost every, every male name out of the Bible that we liked. (laughs) So he's Andrew, I'm Elizabeth, both Bible names. And so we didn't really intend to do this. He always had the name Jacob picked out. And so our oldest son was Jacob. I thought that's a great name. I always had a girl name picked out. I never thought about boy names. Perfect. You like that one. I like that one. Let's, let's go for it. And then Joshua loved that name, um, knew some really great Josh's in our lives. And so we're like, okay, perfect with Isaac. He's my middle son. He was actually due December 23rd and December 23rd is Joseph Smith's birthday. And for those who don't know who Joseph Smith is, Joseph Smith was a very humble boy who at the age of 14 went to the woods to pray. And he wanted to know which church to join, because this was a time, it was in the 1800s, early 1800s, um, 1820. And he was confused about which direction to go and what to do. And so he went to pray. He's like, what church should I join? Where should I be baptized? He went to pray and he was actually visited by God, the father and Jesus Christ. And he was able to restore Christ's church on the earth later in his life and to translate the Book of Mormon, which is an ancient scripture about Christ and his visit to the Americas. And I love and respect Joseph Smith so much because he was humble and willing. He wasn't perfect. He was, you know, um, a man that was seeking truth and he was honest and he tried his best, but he wasn't perfect. He made his mistakes. And um, I just loved that Isaac, my son, his due date was the 23rd, which was Joseph Smith's birthday. So for his name, we love the name Isaac. It means laughter. And if you know, in the Bible, when, um, who was it? Abraham, Abraham and Sarah find out that they're going to have a baby. And she just laughs. She's like, what? I'm too old. And my son, Isaac is fun. He's full of laughter and fun. And so that name just fit him perfectly. So he's Isaac Joseph Paris. And I love that. And then my Caleb, I just, I met a little boy named Caleb and I loved that name. And he's Caleb Lamar named after my grandpa, Darlene's husband. And I didn't mention Joshua. My son is named after my dad, Joshua Vincent. And then Jacob is Jacob Andrew named after my husband, Andrew. And so our last son, Jordan, he, we kind of ran out of regular Bible names we liked, but there's the river Jordan, right? In the um, in the Bible. And so we named him Jordan because we had a best friend that helped bring us together. So there's Jordan. I went to Jordan high school when I, you know, as a youth, and then also Andrew and I were married in the Jordan river temple. And our son, Jordan was born on our anniversary, which was September 10th, 2004. We were married in the temple, um, in Jordan river, the Jordan river temple, the, tr- from the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day saints, which is our Our church. And um, so we loved that. We're like, he's born on our anniversary. And the name Jordan just fit perfectly. So it's really fun to put some meaning into names and also for someone to have a namesake or someone to look to. Um, At least for me, I've loved that. I've loved my kids to be able to identify with someone who's great, who has great faith or who's lived their life well or who had a lot of love for them. And I just feel like that's such an awesome, awesome thing. And um, Jordan, his middle name is Oliver, named after a grandfather too. So anyway, lots of good, of good naming. I I love to hear people's stories about why they named someone a certain name, but I love it. When I was birthing my son, um, Jacob, uh, the doctor said, Liz, you're doing great keep pushing. And she used my name. And it was so powerful for me. I remember like being like, yeah, that's me. Like kind of waking me up because she used my name. And I, I felt like I could push again because she recognized me and she used my name. And actually when God, the father and Jesus Christ came to Joseph Smith, they said, Joseph, they knew he knew that they knew him individually. And so I feel like names are super powerful. So just wanted to share that. I want to give a shout out to all those doctors, nurses, my husband, um, my family. I remember every time I went in to have a baby, pray for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we'll pray for you. I remember calling my dad as I was in labor with Jacob this is a touching subject, I guess. Wow. Lots of tears today. But I called my dad and I said, dad, I'm in labor. It's hard. Please pray for me. And he said, I will Bailey. Call me Bailey. (laughs) Um, Grateful for those nurses. Um, Every time that I went to push, I was like, how do I do this again? (laughs) Just with the breathing and when the the contraction came that's when you're pushing right and so when you get that contraction that's the time to push and and like how to breathe and how to push and and all those kinds of things I'm so grateful for the the guidance that was given to me during that time of awesome nurses they're they're amazing they pretty much stick with you the whole time and then the doctor's there for the last finale to catch the baby and put it on your chest. I love that skin to skin. And then, you know, cut that umbilical cord eventually. And anyway, grateful for an awesome husband who massaged my back. Every time I asked him, rubbed my feet, got me food, uh, gave me that eye contact, cheered me on, helped me breathe. (laughs) There's just a lot of emotions when you're facing something that seems tough or climbing the mountain, I guess. Um, there was one time I visualized that in one of my my births, I think it was Josh or Isaac. I would picture that labor as climbing up the mountain and then going down the hill and then climbing the mountain when it came and then going down the hill. And that was actually really a cool visualization for me. But your body knows what to do. And so as you're getting close to having this baby, this beautiful, wonderful child of God that you're going to bring into the earth. Remember that, um, that you'll know what to do. You are a child of God, a daughter of God, and your body knows, your intuition knows, and let that guide you. Let that guide you. Um, I, I guess I didn't really prepare an oops moment, (laughs) but, um, I'm trying to think of an oops moment (laughs) with birthing. Um, I think the the biggest thing is to believe in yourself because I think the times that I struggled the most was when I kind of lost sight of my vision of how it would be and that bonding. That's probably it. I think on my first one, I, I just didn't know what to expect, but if I had at least taken a little more time to visualize and to hold on to that, I think that would have been helpful and just to believe in yourself. Sometimes you doubt yourself when you're going to do something, just Say, I've got this. I'll know what to do. My body, your spirit is millions of years old. It's had so many experiences and it knows it knows what to do. It's been trained in this. So know that you know, trust yourself. I think that's the biggest oops is when people don't trust themselves. Trust your intuition, intuition. If you're feeling off or feeling like, hey, what's going on with my baby? Go in and get checked. Um, but trust yourself and believe that the best good will come out of your experience. Just keep that faith that everything will be just as it's supposed to be. And so, even if trials or hard things come up, know that there is perfect design in whatever comes. You know, sometimes kids are born with ailments or don't live very long or things like that. And that is so hard. And my heart goes out to those who struggle with those kinds of experiences. But know that life happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. You're not a victim. You are not a victim when you're going through labor. You're not a victim when you're having a baby. You are able to bring in this beautiful experience and enjoy that adventure and be able to um, embrace your beauty and this awesome mission that you have to bring these kids into this world. So anyway, much love to all of you, um, as you arise and thrive in your life and in your families, I just want to send you so much love, so many blessings and, um, we'll do some more, um, little sessions or, some more episodes about these big life experiences: birth, death, and marriage. So, look forward to that, and I'm so excited to be back and in the in the podcasting seat and sharing. and um, feeling ready. I'm excited about it, and I'm I'm grateful for your patience with me as I took a little break. I I really needed that. I needed to just do my struggle and come back ready to go with a lot of intention and love and more grounded. So anyway, love you all. Have an awesome day. And I'll talk to you soon. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life, relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the